Hey, hey, welcome back to the 40 Pep Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan Beck. And this episode is called Captain Kangaroo Heyman Part 2. Last time you guys uh, listened to us, we had Kerry Heyman, who was a franchisee owner originally in Australia and in Europe and is now in the U.S. in South Carolina. And she has been doing amazing things. Um, In this episode, we talk about her being a female in the position she's at in Domino's and kind of the obstacles that she has run into um, being a female in, in this business and how she's persevered and kind of separated herself from the other competition. Um, so we got a pretty good interview ahead of us. Um, but first thing I wanted to do is talk about our five-star shout outs. We got another one guys, and this one's a pretty special one. Um, this comes out of store eight, two, three, seven, The general manager's name is Samantha Hicks and Samantha and her team set a record for team Hishmay on the highest operations assessment score with drum roll, please. A 99 one point away from a hundred percent. So round of applause. Congratulations, Samantha Hicks and your team, and keep doing what you're doing. You are making us proud and setting limits and standards and exceeding expectations. So, again, thank you for what you're doing. You guys are rocking it. Keep it up. Um, Next thing I kind of wanted to talk about is we kind of have something called the rally coming up, and by the time this is probably airing, we might actually be in the rally. So if you're listening to this and you're at the rally, take a look for us out in the crowd. Um, we are going to be there, me and my boy Hashme. Um, we're going to be doing some interviews out there, and we want to interview some random people that we run into. So if you see us with our phones out interviewing somebody, stop by, say what's up. Uh, we might have some questions for you. Um, and please, uh, send us some feedback on maybe what you would like to hear from us at the rally. We got a pretty big deal going on and we hope we have a lot of interviews set up. So if you'd like for us to meet with you, you can, uh, email us at 40 pep podcast at dpzwest.com. That's the number four zero pep podcast at dpzwest.com. And, you know, give us feedback on what you think of the show. Uh, Let me know if you want to meet up at the rally and and sit down for a little bit and talk. Um, But, yeah, we got some great things coming up uh, with with the rally event and uh, some episodes in the future. So with the rally, I kind of wanted us to talk a little bit about that. And for those of you who are going, um, what you can kind of do to prepare Uh, For you being gone out of your stores in a different city, maybe out of state, and get through the week without freaking out and your staff is prepared as best as they can. So you're not getting those phone calls every 10 minutes on how to do this, how to do that, what they need to do. Um, So the first thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is scheduling. So this is going to be very important. If you're going to be gone for three or four days out of town... I would make sure that your strongest shift leader, hopefully your assistant manager, knows that they're running the show and the responsibility is in their hands to make sure everything is taken care of. So when somebody calls in sick, they don't call you directly. They call your assistant or that person that you're putting in charge. 
um, and, and making a strong schedule. And what I mean by that is those days you're gone, you want to make sure that if somebody calls in, it's going to be okay. Or you have your most reliable people scheduled that day. So you won't run into that situation of somebody calling in sick and having to scramble and find somebody. Make sure those days are a hundred percent covered, 110% covered so that when or something happens, it's not going to affect you at the rally and the time you're, you're taking to, you know, better your career. And the stress of your assistant doesn't shoot way up into the sky for something that, you know, they don't want to handle or, you know, shouldn't have to handle if everything's going smoothly. But we all know things don't go smoothly in this business. So preparing ahead of time is your best friend. Sit down with your assistant and have a, a conversation on expectations, what you need from them. Go over their schedule on when they need to place food orders, count inventory, um, you know, kind of talk to them about situations that may occur while you're gone. Um, you know, if you have school lunches, how important are those and make sure that they know about them, how to enter them in, how to print up invoices, all of that stuff is extremely important that the assistant or whoever is in charge knows how to do. Um, so start with that. Then you, while you're sitting down and talking with them, go over contingency plans. So if somebody does call in sick, who's the first person you're, you're going to have them call to come in and cover a shift, you know, and talk to that person, let them know, Hey, I'm going to be out of town. I, I trust you a lot. If you know, you're available and somebody calls in, can we call you first to, to help out? Um, go over, you know, contingency plans with, if you don't have enough food, what store are they going to call first to get food? What GM that's going to be in town can they rely on to, you know, get more dough or more green peppers, mushrooms, whatever it may be? Because every week there's always something, right? It might not be something in all stores, but there's always a store that runs out of something. So make sure they know who to go to um, in case something like that happens. Also talk about contingency plans when the system goes down. You guys have been in your stores where the computers go down and, you know, most of the time troubleshooting is resetting the computers, all of that. But make sure they understand that so they're not freaking out when it happens. They try the steps um, to fix the problem ahead of time. So when all solutions are exhausted, they can call you then and, you know, think of some more ideas to fix the problem. But the whole point is to get them to call you at last resort and hopefully they can fix the problems without needing you. Um, also, a major thing that always helped out my stores when I was either on vacation or at a rally or whatever is I, I took it upon myself to type out a schedule for the assistant on things that they need to take care of. So yes, you're sitting down, you're talking with them, but literally go in your computer and, and if you have a food truck on Monday you need to order for, put it on the schedule. If there's an, a day inventory needs to have a full count, put it on the schedule. If there's school lunches on, on a certain day, put it on the schedule. And when you put it on the schedule, give them detailed times on when things need to start being loaded or when they need to be there or, you know, try to make it as easy as possible for them so that they don't need to rely on you so much. Also, what I found was a great thing to do while I was out of town is I always gave them extra tasks. Stuff, you know, like cleaning tasks that maybe get done once a month, 
it's, it's a great way to get them distracted and also to kind of give them a motivation to kind of prove something to you, prove that they can go above and beyond the daily tasks of their mundane job and, you know, give the assistant some motivation to impress you per se. Um, and giving extra tasks, like, like I said, like it's not stuff that you do on a daily basis, but it's something when you come back to, you want to see changed or fixed or cleaned or whatever. It gives you something when you come back to give them props about, give them praise, positive accountability, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, I think people in leadership experience need that. They need to be tested. They need to know that you trust them to handle certain things. And then when they follow through for you, you got to be there and praise them. When they don't follow through, maybe you give them a task and, and they don't do it or they don't get it done. Follow up with them on why it didn't get done and then give them a plan on next time how they can kind of solve that problem so that we don't hear that excuse, oh, I didn't have time or, you know, I didn't really know how to do that. So I just, you know, worried about other things. Um, you know, this is kind of an opportunity for your assistants while you're gone to prove that they're ready for the next level. Okay, being able to run a store, even if it's just for four days with you out of town, that's a lot of pressure on somebody who's never been put in that position before. So that's why it's important to make sure you give them all the tools, type up something, give them a schedule, go over contingency plans, because that is just preparing them for whatever comes their way. And the more they handle those problems themselves without you having to hold their hand and you're just giving them guidance, the faster they're going to grow in their career with dominoes and not even just dominoes, but in whatever they decide to do in life or whatever they're doing outside of life to better their lives. You know, we all learn by getting tossed in the fire at some point, whether it's the first day working at Domino's on Super Bowl Sunday, like me, or, you know, it's the first time they are left in charge of the store while you're out of town. And I can speak from experience that's a very intimidating thing. You should address that with them and, and comfort them in knowing that if you make a mistake, it's okay. They're going to learn from it. That's, I mean, we all fail. We all make mistakes. And that's the most important part of growing as a general manager or a supervisor or even an owner or CSR or driver or anything in life. We have to fail to better ourselves. And they have to understand that that's okay. And you're the one that has to let them know that that's okay. Let them know that you trust them to make decisions. And if something goes wrong, it's okay. Let them know that when you are giving them a task, you are giving them opportunity. If they fail that, that's okay. doesn't mean that opportunity is not going to come again. So this is an opportunity for your people to prove to you what they can do. And it's an opportunity for you because I know a lot of us as GMs, even supervisors, we struggle with wanting to take a vacation and turning off our phones or wanting to go to the rally because we're so afraid of what's going to happen at our stores. And so I encourage you while you're at the rally, guys, enjoy the moment. You've earned it. It's, it's, it's a treat. It's something that you worked hard for. You earned the right to be there. And so you should be able to enjoy the time while you're there. And the only way you're going to be able to do that 
is if the person in charge of your store is confident that they can do that and that you are able to turn off your phone and worry about the moment of you being at the rally. Have the trust that your crew is going to solve problems without you there. And I know that's hard for a lot of you to hear, but it's okay. If they make a mistake, it's okay. They're, they're going to. And then you just teach them, get them better. That's the only way they're going to learn. So, um, again, we are going to be at the rally and I really encourage you guys, if you see me or hash me out there, please come up to us, come talk to us. Um, we're going to be doing interviews and we're going to have a really special episode for the podcast, um, where we get a lot of experience from the rally. And when you talk about experience at the rally, you have the best of the best there. And, you know, whatever information or teachings you can take from there, take it because these are people that have been in this business for a long time. They've been in other businesses too, probably, and have learned things from other people, other businesses. Take what is being tossed at you and make yourself better for it. This is, yes, a, a trip to Vegas and yes, there's fun in Vegas, but we're, we're also here to learn something and we have some great speakers that are gonna be there to teach us things. So if you're here, you know, going on this trip thinking it's just going to be, you know, party in Vegas, then you're going for the wrong reasons and you're really missing out on a great opportunity for yourselves. All right. So without further ado, part two of the interview with Carrie Heyman. But first, the commercials. their soda don't forget their soda put a smile on you put a smile on you pizza pasta wings three lava kicks too you'll see your tips go up maybe make a friend or two pizza pasta and wings pizza pasta and wings three lava kicks too all right so carrie Heyman. Um, so in your vast career of dominoes, you've, I'm sure you've had a lot of influential people in your lives that have made an impact on your growth as, as a GM, supervisor, franchisee. What was your, your most influential moment in dominoes that, that like to this day still drives you in how you run your businesses and how you kind of approach things? Um, I think the early days in my brother's franchise, you know, a lot of the things I still do today, like they were my grounding and they've, it doesn't matter if I'm working in Australia, France, Germany, Ireland, Scotland, America, it's the same. There's one common theme that goes through, although people have different tastes in what they eat on their pizza, people want to be treated well and customers want to be taken care of. That does not change. So all of the principles I was taught back in those early days with my brother are still the same guiding principles I have today. Um, and I, I, you know, he's probably been my biggest mentor that's driven me all through Domino's. But obviously, you know, Tom Monaghan, um, I think if you're 
you call yourself a dominoid of any kind, you have to read Pizza Tiger. And still mm-hmm. the messages in that book that's years and years old are still very, very relevant to today. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I read a lot. I research a lot. And, you know, I'm always learning. I don't think you ever stop learning in this business. And your customer changes and evolves. Your team members change and evolve so fast. You've got to stay relevant right. to all of them. Um, I've learned of so many dominoids over the years. You know, um, RPM Pizza, Glenn Mueller is like my American dad. Um, you know, Jason Shiflett. You know, I've, I've done so many tours because Australia was so far away from Vegas. Every time we go to Vegas, we tack on a tour to go see successful people. Oh, okay. Um, Dennis and Tina Mayhall's business in Dallas. You know, I went to learn off them when I was about to take on a ton of corporate stores because I was only running 20 stores at the time and I was trying to figure out how to run 100 and there was no one that was running 100. (laughs) So I went to their business and, uh, you know, it's actually pretty cool because years later they auctioned me off in Partners Foundation and those guys bought me and I came back to speak to their team to motivate their team and I was like, you know, we took a photo years ago when I was learning off you guys. Right. <laughs> and then we took another photo, which is in my office here, um, of me coming back to inspire them back the other way. So, right. you know, that's what Dominates is all about. There's so many people with thousands and thousands of stores globally that you can learn from that are going through the exact same problem as you. And, you know, doing this, that you've initiated is great because it's one of those vehicles to get that message and you just don't know when that person's going to hear it on the right day. Right. Well, I mean, it it always, you know, we always had to wait, what, two or four years, you know, at the rally where we got those leadership talks and how to get through these troubled times. And, you know, that's something I wanted to change for my guys at least. And even if this podcast was only to my my seven GMs and they're the only ones that were going to hear it, I'd still do it as often as I do because they need to hear it. Like no, yeah. nobody, you know, nobody teaches leadership. I mean, there's like courses, there's, you know, influential speakers and we stuff do. like that. But yeah, we, <laughs> we do like we, we take people that either didn't work out at other jobs and started, you know, going to college and this was their f- job while they're going to college, yeah. work a part-time job, like, and we've turned them into franchisees and that's what we're known for. 95% yeah. of our franchisees started out as a CSR and delivery driver. And that's honestly like what give, has given me hope, you know, because I've loved Domino's Pizza. It was my favorite pizza when I was young, broke, and dumb. <laughs> you know, that's what I always got two times Tuesday. I got two pizzas every Tuesday. Loved yeah. Domino's. But, like, I stayed in Domino's, and I even left, and I came back to Domino's, you know, because it taught me skills that school didn't teach me, that the places I worked at didn't teach me. Like, we really encourage people to move up to as high as they possibly can. And we have a business plan that is successful. And we have had people that have similar stories that anybody, you know, going to college that is scared to kind of take that risk of I'm going to do my own pizza business because that stereotype is so bad, right? Like, oh, you're a pizza so guy, lazy. Have a college degree that they're paying off and they're yeah. really successful at Domino's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can earn a six-figure salary not having any kind of college degree. I haven't got a college degree. Yeah, I, I don't either. And and I've been able to buy a house for, for my family, reliable vehicles. I'm not driving a Viper or nothing, but my vehicle is going to last me more than 10 years. I, it was brand new and, and it does yeah. everything I need it to do. Like I'm in a better place than, you know, 15 years ago when I didn't have goals or ambitions or a plan on what yeah. I was going to do. And Domino's is kind of what, taught me like, hey, you have a future 
here. Yeah. And, and you have a resilient business that no matter what happens in the world, and we're testing all of those right now, right? pandemics, wars. Yeah. <laughs> And and we have we have almost <laughs> thrived, you know, as as you know, a company compared to the others going through the same things, and and that's attributed to the people that are in Domino's. Like Domino's is is just a sign and a logo, but the people in it and what we have done in training people and pushing them to be and strive for better, like that has what's built our success, right? And that's probably like the culture you implement in your stores. That's why you're so successful. We we gear it towards leadership. We want the best for our people. We want them to succeed, not only just at work, but more importantly in life. And I always say, even if I have somebody that decides they don't want to do dominoes, they're going to school to be uh, an engineer and that's going to be their career. My goal is to teach them as much as I can to survive in that career even. You know, what what can I offer them to be better and more successful in life? Because And honestly, if you feel that way about your people, you genuinely love your people, there is no wrong way to do it. I mean, you'll get better at it as you learn and, and have more experience, but if you fundamentally have that belief system, you really can't go wrong at Domino's. You're going to be successful because that is the secret recipe to what makes us great. Right. And and honestly, it's a secret recipe in, in how people should just treat each other in general, right? Like, Right. Kindness <laughs> goes a long way. Right. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, what are some of your goals in, in life now? Like you're a franchisee owner and, and you kind of are you've made that jump into what you've been wanting to do now you're there now you're kind of dealing with some complications you know covid and all that what what are some of your goals in life now um so i my biggest joy now comes from watching other people grow you know sponsoring franchisees we've got one of our team members that's about to franchise you know it's very soon um, and, you know, that forever has been my, my thing throughout the whole of Domino's is watching people become what you always knew they could be and, and knowing that you had a, a path in that. You know, yeah. it's not about making a gazillion dollars or anything. I'm not that person who goes out and buys boats and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good time in Domino's right now. It's the best time that you're ever going to see for the brand. It's very strong. Um, you know, we are going through some challenges, but that's what happens when you have great times like this is that there's always going to be something that makes it hard. But the people who stick around and do the hard slog are the ones that win in the end. So, you know, this year, next year should be the most profitable, make the most money times for anyone in Domino's mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of competitors who can't do what we're doing right now. Right, right. Um, so my, my enjoyment and my um, success comes through my team being successful that's what i get the most enjoyment out of and i we're starting to get a really good depth within my team right now um which i know that sounds funny in the current environment but we have on average five managers of store right now and we're cutting our driver turnover down considerably with all of the things that we've been doing so you know we need to start growing again um i'm gonna have too many people by the end so so grow and and kind yeah. of you know build the business that you can leave to you know whoever you know you leave yeah, it to but, yeah mm -hmm. that's that's fantastic all right um i got one more question for you and i ask all my panelists and it's a very serious question okay it's that weird question it's the weird question yes <laughs> yes if you could be any animal on the planet 
what would you be and why? I would be a kangaroo. And I'll tell you, there's a story behind that. That's actually our um, fundamental story behind Family Ventures. Okay. The Australian red kangaroo is the most badass, toughest animal on the planet. <laughs> you may not know that. I did not. But it survives in the harshest climate in the world, in the Australian desert. I knew the Australian desert was pretty bad. Like, like yeah, most humans of don't even live there. Habitable by humans. Right. It's so yeah. hot and horrible, and nothing grows there. But kangaroos survive and flourish through those kind of um, environments because they're tough. They're kind of like the underdog. They got that grit. Um, and just the way that they go through their life cycle and how they um, populate and the, the way that they adapt and change to the climate um, makes them come out tougher, stronger, better through bushfires, through drought, through no food, you know. Um, and that's kind of the family venture story. You know, we, we did go through a rough patch in 2018 where our sales were growing like crazy and we just weren't keeping up with it and we started to fail our OERs and not do all the right things. And we were the underdog and we almost didn't make it. Um, we learned a lot of lessons um, throughout that period and that's what's led us to having the strong team that we have today because we started putting those things in place back then when it was really, really hard, right. uh, which is kind of where everyone is right now. And we still, you know, it's still hard for us right now, but we operate stores in an area that's high tourism. It was has been low unemployment forever, a wealthy area. Um, you know, the, the, um, popular, the um, employment rate in Charleston was the lowest in the U.S. and predominantly millennials as well, which, you know, the research says that that's a very unloyal workforce, mm -hmm. um, but we proved that they're not. You know, you just got to give them the right things, and so right. we changed a lot of the things we were doing. Um, so anyway, that's our story, and that's where the kangaroo came from. That's our mascot. Not because I'm Australian or anything. I actually didn't choose it. My team did. Oh, when I was awesome. telling the story about the kangaroo, they're awesome. like, that should actually be our thing. Because <laughs> um, I was trying not to be too Australian, but they're like, Kerry, that's who you are. That's why we like you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first story. time I talked to you on the phone, and, and like my wife and I, we watch Big Brother, and obviously there's not a Big Brother going on, but on Paramount Plus, there's a Big Brother Australia. And so oh, we've literally been hearing not? the Australian accent and then I heard your voice and I'm like, holy cow, like she's from Australia. <laughs> um, well, everyone keeps giving me shit because they think I don't sound Australian anymore, that I'm losing my accent. Uh, it's there. It's definitely there. Maybe they're just used to hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't understand me at the start. You know, my very first meeting, I kept talking about um, uh, Tuesdays. I'd say Tuesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> and one of the managers came up to me afterwards. They're like, you kept mentioning cheese day. Is that like a special <laughs> And every time you guys say carry out, we're focused on carry out. Every time I'm in a franchise meeting, I think someone's saying my name every time. <laughs> <laughs> say carry out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really yeah. funny. Well, Carrie, thank you so, so much for meeting with me. I know you're very, very busy. I'm glad we were able to make it work out. And I know my guys at least will, will learn a lot from this interview. I've learned a lot from this interview. And I say that every time I interview somebody. But <laughs> I told you we wouldn't be lost for words. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. You, you said I do this all the time and this is what you love to do. And I can definitely tell you're you, you have no hesitation, you know, what, what you say you really mean and I can tell you care about your people and you are one of those great females in this company that's doing great things. So thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it. 
Um, is there any shout outs or anything else you would like to say before we go ahead and end this interview? Um, well, I mean, I have to, I'm so proud of my team and what they're achieving right now. You know, they're kind of going against the grain right now and the things that they're doing. They're running towards the hurricane. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when everyone's trying to figure out how to do sales, they're trying to grow sales, you know, and when everyone hasn't got team members, they're finding a way to get them. And um, a lot of them have been with me since day one, uh, which I really appreciate. It's been nearly eight years now I've been in America. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, very proud of my team and everything they're achieving right now, especially um, Jay, who's my head of operations. You know, we, we work as – like we're one person, yeah. you know, we're mum and dad. They know if mum says no, dad's also going to say no. We don't even need to talk to each other. That's we awesome. We kind of share a brain, which is great. When you find someone like that to work with, every day is a whole new journey that you that you undertake. Right. It doesn't make it difficult to go into work, right? I mean, you just keep building on, like we get in a room and we create so much work for each other. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Carrie. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, I hope you have a successful week going on, and I should be seeing you at the rally. You'll definitely, yeah, I'm presenting at the rally, so All right, well, make sure you come up and grab me and say hi. I, I definitely will. I'll thank have some pins and cool stuff, so make sure you come tax that as well when you see me. All right, will do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, and you have a wonderful right. week, okay? All right, guys, that is the end of the interview with Carrie Heyman. And I know that's not going to be the last you hear from her. I'm definitely going to have her back on the show if uh, she's willing to come back on. Um, it was really, really insightful. And I love the direction she's taking her franchise and the culture she's instilling in her franchise. And I think it could benefit um, many of you who are thinking about becoming a franchisee owner or you're a GM in your store trying to figure out, you know, how to how to get leadership instilled in your stores because honestly leadership is is the epitome of what is going to make you successful as a GM or you're kind of in that you know learning stage of being a GM I'm not going to say a failure as a GM because we're all failures and and that's the whole point of you know stepping into that role is we're going to fail a lot but how do we get better from those failures is is kind of what makes us a leader or not so I hope you guys really enjoyed the interview. I loved it. Carrie, you're an amazing person and I really enjoyed speaking with you and I can't wait to see you at the rally in person. Um, please, please, please send me your feedback. I want to know what you guys want to hear. I want to know what you guys think about the show. I want to know, you know, who you are even, um, what stories you guys have. So I would love to interview a lot of you out there. Um, please email us at 40 Podcast at dpzwest.com that's the number four zero pep podcast at dpzwest.com i'm your host nolan beck this was the 40 pep podcast until next time guys be great out there